Welcome to The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. We are your hosts, Cassie and Chelsea. I'm Cassie, a single mom living with a chronic illness who is extremely passionate about living a very full and happy life. And I'm Chelsea. I have a passion for helping people to put themselves first and to be the best versions of themselves each and every day. We came together to create the Wellness Hub, which is an uplifting community that offers resources, guidance, support, and offers you the space to be yourself, be heard, and feel understood. We hope that by providing a space to share tips and tricks, that we help people with chronic conditions to thrive and live the lives they've dreamed of. This show is not only for those who live with a chronic illness or disability, but their friends, family, spouses, and just anyone else existing on the earth. Our goal is to normalize having a chronic condition by sharing real stories with real people and show the world how relatable these everyday struggles can be. There's a little something in here for everyone. And a special shout out to our community, The Wellness Hub. Thanks to your contributions, we are able to provide flexible work opportunities for Spoonies, to donate to our nonprofit Spoonies Unite, which helps provide wellness treatments for those who need it, and supports us in our endeavors. To learn more, visit the show notes. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. It's another Real Talk with Cassie and Chelsea. Yay! Woohoo! So Cassie came up with this topic. What are we talking about today, Cassie? Today, we are talking about how your illness does not define you does not define who you are. It is not your soulness of existence. <laughs> you know, we all have other interests too. So what sparked this topic to text Chelsea the other day when we were going to be recording these episodes was I was scrolling the Instagrams and we obviously follow a ton of like chronic illness uh, accounts disabled accounts, all sorts of stuff, like um, all of that. And I love that. And it's made me feel really like connect- connected and mm-hmm. um, it's helped me work through and process a lot of my illness and acceptance and everything. So I freaking love it. So there's no like, there's no negative talking about that or anything. What I wanted to say is in addition to all of that, I really like scrolling Pilates accounts I really like, I really do. I just, I just have to admit it. I just have to say out to the world. I do follow quite a few like reality people as in like love Island people. Cause I, I do love, love reality you, TV. You've talked about loving love Island and watching all the time. I feel like on multiple episodes, not like how you're being so shy about guys. I follow people on Instagram. I just fucking man. Yeah. I just, if I you do. like reality TV, own it. I do. I do. I do like reality TV. Some of it I hate, but Even some of it I love. I have a problem with it being called reality TV because it's not reality. It's super staged, but that's a different tangent. Um, excuse you. What the fuck? It's not real. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is real. On no. Island, there's have real, you heard people talking about like their experiences on The Bachelor or like The Bachelorette? I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Well, I'm just saying... <laughs> It's definitely a little staged, okay. <laughs> like a lot staged. So I'm just assuming that other this shows. This is what makes things like Love Island and MTV's The Challenge really good. It's because although there might be elements that create a situation that could seem slightly staged, 
And Vanderpump Rules, excuse me, Stassi has frequently talked about how it's not staged. But anyway, enough of that. <laughs> clearly that needs to be a, an episode. And clearly now I'm really showing what a reality TV lover I am. So I sometimes I'm like to follow. wrong with liking reality yeah. TV. I'm just saying it's, it's not reality. This is a perfect example, people, of how you don't have to listen to the haters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect example of how you can be true to yourself and ignore the fucking haters. <laughs> Even That's- if they're your BFFs and your podcast host, <laughs> co-host. <laughs> Screw the haters. Okay. So you heard it here first, people. It's a forever practice to be true to yourself and not let other people's opinions weigh you down. Yes. <laughs> and just in case everyone was, anyone is worried, Cassie and I are still BFFs, even though I'm not a reality TV fan and she is. Yeah. It's okay. okay. You don't have to like no. everything the same. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to, exactly. You don't always have to have the same interests. Okay. So speaking of interests, I too like to scroll the Instagrams. I like funny shit. Um, you know, like Celeste Barber, she is absolutely hilarious. So sometimes I like to get lost in her feet. I love dance stuff on the Instagrams. I have used to follow like, so you think you can dance and like dance stuff from LA. There's this one studio that I can't think of right now, but, um, I love all that stuff. So it just, I was scrolling the Instagram the other night for like an hour and I just actually enjoyed it. Cause I hadn't let myself do that for a long time. I was getting lost in people's Instagrams and I was just like, you know, I freaking love my chronic illness accounts out there, but I also love all these other interests. And so I texted Chelsea and I was like, I want to do an episode on how your illness doesn't define you. It is not your sole interest. And that is a big part of like what Chelsea and I are wanting to bring awareness to in our community at the wellness hub is like, we're in there and we all have, we might have goals. We might have career goals. We might have relationship goals. We might have just personal growth goals. And we want to create this space where it's like, you have your illness and you connect with other people who get it, who are also like trying to do other things. You know, that's part of what we want to set ourselves apart from other communities um, is we, yeah, we like, we had a really fun a few days in there not long ago where we were doing a bunch of personality quizzes and all of us were like, Oh my God, I love quizzes. I love personality quizzes. And it was really fun. Cause it's like, you know, we weren't talking about our illnesses. We were just talking about who we are as personality and people. And, and apparently our crew is very into the personality quizzes. Yeah. Which we are too. Chelsea yeah, and I do that it shit was all fun. The time. <laughs> yeah. And so that was really fun because it's like, and then shout out to Sam real quick, who's in our group. Sam and I talk about what we like to watch on TV because we found out that we like a lot of the same shows. Mm-hmm. And so that's a connection that we have. And it's kind of fun because we're both chronically ill. We both have times where we're bed bound and yet we have these other interests. So I think that that's really important when you are feeling like you're consumed by your illness and that your illness is running your life, it's important to be like, wait a second, what are my interests outside of this? What can I do or enjoy outside of this illness, whether you're bed bound or not? I remember a few years ago, and this was like before Chelsea and I even started our podcast, 
was I was very much bedbound, and I remember being like, there is so much to enjoy in the world from bed. There's so many great books out there. There's so many great shows and movies and documentaries and uh, social media connections, positive, great ones, and articles and freaking crafting from bed and windows to look outside and enjoy the world that way or just go like lay on something outside and watch the dogs play or whatever like I just for sure had a moment of like there's so much out there and I think that and that actually kind of reminds me a little bit of Frida Kahlo the artist who had who those who don't know she was in an accident and she became paralyzed from the chest down and she painted from her bed and she became a world-renowned famous artist and it was a lot of her paintings are kind of like reflections of introspection self-portraits um and some of them seem quite tortured in a sense Mm -hmm. uh self-expression they're just they're amazing look her up Frida Kahlo um but I think it's all about like different perspectives that one has and so there was um we are currently reading we have a book club going right now in our community and the book that was voted on is called how to be sick by someone (laughs) not all of our book club books are chronic illness Correct. Books. We are going to do a fiction one next. We'll we'll do other ones, but. um, We voted this time on if it was going to be fiction or nonfiction. Nonfiction won. Then we did a selection of books and narrowed it down. This was the winning book. Um, Next time we're going to do a a, a fiction one. So just so y'all know. But okay, I'm just going to read this paragraph. Um, I can't think of the author's name right now because I just started reading this book a few days ago, but it's it's called How to Be Sick. Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony. Bernhard. I think so. Bernard. I know it starts it, with a B. It's probably it's Tony, not Bernard. It starts with a B. It's probably Bernard. <laughs> sorry, everyone, that we're such terrible people. We can't remember yes. author's names. So but we sorry, will Tony. do an episode about the book, so you'll learn more then. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll even get the author on the podcast. Okay, so this paragraph. Quote, for me, just my life has meant ending my professional career years before I expected to. Being housebound and even bedbound much of the time, feeling continuously sick and often in pain and living with the anxiety that pops up now and then that the cancer might return. Using Jojo Beck's words, I've been able to take these facts that make up my life as a starting point to bow down to them and to accept them. From there, I work on looking around to see what life has to offer and I have found a lot. So, when you've read the couple of paragraphs leading up to that point, it discusses that sometimes you just need to accept what your life is as just fact and reality with no emotion attached to it. And then that's your starting point and you rediscover life and yourself from there. And there's so much out there. And that really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, I don't even know if I can count how many times I have had to like stop and re-look at my life and recreate a starting point. And so another part of like, your illness doesn't define who you are. Um, us starting this podcast and this community and connecting with people and me talking more openly about my illness with clients, friends, the world, podcasts, writing these books, everything. 
I found so much more acceptance. This is what worked for me. It may not be for everybody, but for me, I found so much more acceptance with my health, with my illness, with my body, with my lifestyle that I was really able to start, like really actually make a starting point of my life. Like I really felt like my most true life started in the last few years. I really feel like my most truest self is my truest self in the last few years. And a lot of that was just like acceptance. And then it was like, I have this illness. Some of my interests are to do with the health, body, mind, illness, manifestation, what you're going to make your life. And also reality TV, chocolate, cooking, you know, reading. I like romance novels. I like comedy fiction novels. Those are interests as well. I love music, you know, and I love sports. Actually, I like to play sports when I can. I like to watch sports. I kind of miss watching sports. And so it's like, you know, maybe for you right now, maybe you're really fighting your body and you're fighting your illness and you're fighting that that's not who you are and you're missing the person before your illness and you're grieving that and everything. But just remember that whatever you're going through right now with your health, it is not solely who you are. Mm -hmm. It's part of who you are, but there's still a lot of you in there that has nothing to do with your health and your illness. And that's okay. And it's also okay if your health and illness contributes entirely to who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, that's okay too. There's times, I think it changes, you know, Charles and I have sort of talked about that with boundaries and stuff as well. I think it changes. There's times that I'm more bed bound and homebound. And so my interests at that point in time are heavily influenced by my health. And then there's times that I want to really get out there and live life and live the world because I've been bed bound and homebound for so long. And those interests are not as heavily influenced by my illness. Mm-hmm. So your illness doesn't completely define who you are. It might have a big impact. It might have a small impact. Those times may change, but I think it's just important that maybe you, you listen to this podcast because we don't just talk about health and illness and we do talk about other random shit or mindset stuff or personal growth things. And maybe you listen to our podcast because we talk about the real things. Cause one of my interests is the raw topics that we don't talk about. Like I would probably arguably say that one of my interests is, or like something that defines me is I, I like to talk about quote inappropriate things. <laughs> I like to break down those barriers and those walls. I, I like to talk about raw, open things. Um, like, oh my God, who was I talking to now? I can't even remember if someone was like, someone was, oh yeah, I was talking to someone. I can't say who it is now because I just remembered who it was. But they were asking me about um, body hair you know, in all the different regions. And they're like, I know this is a very personal question, you know, but they were kind of getting back out there in the dating world. And they're like, what's like normal, you know, these days. And I, and they're like, I know that's really personal. You don't have to answer, but I just seeing as we're somewhat on the topic of like sex and dating. And I was like, I would just like to let you know that this is a regular topic amongst me and my friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> so don't worry. This is not inappropriate. Like there's no personal boundary cross. I'm happy to talk about this with you. And then we went into specifics about it. We talked about Brazilians. We talked about like what men of different ages and generations like down there, like all the things. And it was in that moment that I was like, this is probably an interest of mine. I like to talk about the things that I like to be that person that people can talk about anything with. Mm-hmm. That's part of what defines me for who I am, I would say. Um, and I think it just, it's important to know that everyone has multiple interests. Everyone has those interests that change over time. Everyone has a spectrum of how they define themselves. And so I think, I think realizing that you don't have to define yourself by just one thing is important for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. Even myself, like I don't have an illness, but for so long I defined myself by like what work that I did that as I started doing multiple different things, when someone would ask me like, oh, like, well, what do you do? What to, like, tell me about yourself. I had a hard time and I sometimes still have a hard time being like, oh, how do I, in one simple phrase, like define myself knowing that I don't just teach Pilates, I don't just podcast, I don't just coach, I do all these, I do these different things. And you don't have to define yourself by one thing or define yourself by what your profession is if you have one. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to define yourself by your profession, you don't have to define yourself by your illness, you are a full, complete, well-rounded human being who has different interests. And -hmm. if your only interest is playing video games, that's also cool too. If there's just one thing you feel real passionate about, that's okay. Yeah. Or being a movie buff or being a bookworm or wanting to be outdoorsy and hike or garden, whatever, whatever it is. If you feel like you truly are defined by that one thing, that's okay. But you don't have to be if you don't want to. And connect, you know, if you love crochet, there's communities out there you could probably do like a fun live crochet group or something. You know, you just, you do you. There's other people that have similar interests. And seeing as we started this with about reality TV, what I will say is once I started admitting outwardly to the world that I'm into these different shows, I have made connections with people because of it. And I'm like, we have a shared interest, which is a guilty pleasure of reality TV. And like, Yeah, it's been really awesome. So the more that you express your interests and what you like out there in the world, the more you'll be able to find deep, real connections with people too, because they'll share those interests. Uh And just to sort of wrap it up, if you're in a space of your illness really taking over your interests or defining you, you can connect with people who are like that too. You can connect with people who are like, hey man, I'm fucking stuck in bed all the time. I'm in a space where my illness is just taking over my life. There are other people experiencing that as well. And so you can you can connect too. And it's okay if you're in a space of your illness defining you. We're just mm-hmm. saying, we also know that it doesn't define who you are. Yes. Overall, long-term. Basically, there's a whole big spectrum about how much you want one thing to define you. You can let yourself to be, or you can choose to have one thing define who you are. You can have multiple things. 
And really, we support any of the decisions you make in that capacity because it's your decision because you get to decide if you want to put yourself into a box or if you don't want to put yourself into a box. It doesn't matter. It's your decision. Yeah. So we'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Like, do you agree with what we're saying? Do you find any of it maybe a little triggering in some way? Does it make you a little uncomfortable? I don't know. We want to know. Reach out to us. Message us at the real wellness hub or email us hello at the real spoonies unite.com and we love hearing from you so let us know what you think yay bye everybody talk soon thanks for listening to this episode and if you love this podcast and want to show your support please leave a review share the podcast with others or join us in the wellness hub community these little things really do help to get our podcast out there to others if you'd like to connect with Cassie and I, you can find us on Instagram at The Real Wellness Hub or on our website, mywellnesshub.co, for all sorts of resources and to find our Wellness Hub community.